Welcome to another episode of Streaming with a Purpose. It's time to be inspired and motivated to live your best life on purpose. On Streaming with a Purpose, hear the stories of people who have, despite the odds, dealt with the challenges that life sometimes brings, but who still manage to overcome those odds. If you think life is tough and you have to settle for where you are, my guests and I are here to tell you, you don't have to. I speak to people who were once where you are and are now living their purpose. And I want to encourage you to live your life to the fullest. I am your host, Sylvia Montgomery. Let's take a listen to our next guest. So welcome to another episode of Streaming with a Purpose. I'm your host, Sylvia Montgomery, and so glad you could be with us today. This episode Again, it's a little bit different because what we're doing is we're talking to our local candidates and um, about the office that they're running for, why they're running. And so we're asking them questions, just some candid questions and getting an opportunity to get to know them a little bit. And the reason why we're doing that is because we want to make sure that you are at the polls on November 7th. We want to make sure that you put your vote in. And so here's an opportunity to learn a little bit about this particular candidate, whose name is Floyd Thomas. How are you doing today, Mr. Thomas? I'm doing very well, and thank you for asking, and I hope you're doing well as well. I am. Thank you very much for asking. Yes, it is a great day. And Mr. Thomas, I should say, is running for um, our Board of Supervisors. So, um, and this is in the Mattapanai District. Our Board of Supervisors are made up as as multiple districts. And so Mr. Thomas is running in the Mattapanai District. So if you live in the Mattapanai District, you particularly want to pay special attention to this particular episode. So we're just so great, uh, glad to have you today. Mr. Thomas. Um, and as I look at your bio, I see that you have um, you have some deep-seated roots in Caroline County, but you are not from Caroline County. And that's just very interesting to know. But you've got some deep-seated roots. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd almost say I'm, I'm from Caroline County. I, I have kind of dual citizenship. But I, I was uh, born in White Plains, New York. My grandparents, uh, my my paternal grandparents are both from Caroline. Uh, My grandmother lived near Milford and my grandfather lived in the area we call Balti. And ironically, I represent both of those areas as part of the Mattapanai district. Uh, But I was one of those kids that, that they sent to Virginia in the summertime to make sure they stayed out of trouble. And for me, it definitely worked. And at a young age, I, I fell in love with Caroline and said, I'm gonna eventually move to Caroline and make it my home. And it only took me two or three stops to finally be able to do that. So I've been here longer than I've been anywhere else in the world. So I really love it and I feel blessed to be here. So you're the city boy coming from the city to the country. You're from White Plains, New York, um, (laughs) originally. And I understand your story. I know what you're talking about, because me having been in the country all of my life, um, there were relatives of mine that like a nephew, cousin, whomever, actually did the same thing that you did. They spent summers 
here in Caroline County. So I'm very familiar with that situation. It doesn't always turn out the way it did with you, though. A lot of times it's just too country here and they just can't wait to get back to the city. But we and, and Caroline County are so glad that you decided to stay. So um, let's talk a little bit about your journey because um, you are, are probably one of the seasoned veterans when we talk about our candidates that are running um, in November, because um, you have been at this for a while now, uh, Mr. Thomas, and I, for you to have come from the city, have those deep-seated roots here in Caroline, come from the city, decide to make this your home, and then um, to do what you're currently doing, because you're currently in office as a board of supervisor, chairman, actually, um, yeah. would you say that you are living your purpose at this particular time? Uh, I, I would say I'm living my purpose, and, and I would expand on that to actually say I'm living my dream. Uh, if I can, there's a little short story that I like to share sometimes when I was a lot younger, but it, it goes back to a little old lady and a very young boy, and the little old lady said, do you like it here? And the young boy said, yeah, I love it. And then, then I said I wanted to live here and she said where are you going to work if you live here and of course the little old boy uh well, well the little old lady was my grandmother and the little boy was me and years later when i finally got to be here that kind of hit true is where are you going to work and i actually commuted from bowling green to reston virginia it was probably about a two-hour commute one way four hours a day i spent there uh, and, and I was a manager for a soft, software company, and I had to hire someone to work in Richmond. So I said to my manager, who, who is the regional manager, I think I'd like to hire myself to work in Richmond. And I basically took a demotion to be a lot closer. So I changed that four-hour commute to a little more than an hour. And I said, what do I do with those three hours of life that I have every day? And I decided to get involved in uh, local politics, local citizen committees. And I was on what was called at that time, the Solid Waste Citizens Committee, where we talked about how to you know, improve the traffic things in Caroline. And some people told me to run for the Board of Supervisors and that's what I did. And I won my first primary election by 11 votes and I, I won the general election convincingly, and I've been serving the people of Caroline since. So I got involved because I wanted to help folks, and that's really been my goal the whole time. Mm -hmm. Awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it seems like you just plunged right in and you never looked back. So can you tell us um, what are some of the primary roles for this particular office and why should people even care about voting for the person who holds this office? Well, the Caroline Board of Supervisors is made up of six individuals, uh, each representing about 5,000 constituents. The, the board, I like to tell people that the Board of Supervisors actually has more impact on people's everyday lives than any other position, state or national. Uh, we, set, we set the local tax rate. 
uh, what your real estate rate will be, what your car tax rate will be. We decide how much money to give to the schools. We decide how many sheriff deputies to have. Uh, most people don't know that in Caroline, the state pays for only half of the deputies we have. So it's the Board of Supervisors' decision to fully fund the other half of those deputies. So it's it's really a case where, where the Board of Supervisors impact your everyday life more than anybody really knows or pays attention to. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like the governmental body of our county, um, and you all are making some major decisions for the people in this county. There's a lot of decisions that many of them may not even be aware of. Would you say that? That is that is true. The unfortunate thing is a lot of people are not aware of the decisions we're making or all of the factors that go into those decisions. Part of the I issue we have in problem is the lack of a local newspaper. Uh, one of the things that I'm really proud of, I'm sure we're going to delve into some more, is being a member of the broadband committee that got two grants from the state, which will actually allow every citizen in the county to have access to high-speed internet. Uh, we were basically an internet desert. If you didn't live in a certain part of the county where there was a large population, cable companies didn't really want to serve you. So in in my area, there's, there's quite a few people that don't have broadband, but in the next couple of years, they're, they're going to see it. So that's part of our mass communication things we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, that you, so that's part of, of what you're trying to do here in the county. Can you talk about some of your biggest accomplishments as a member of the Board of Supervisors? Wow. When you say biggest accomplishments, there there are quite a few. Uh, that's that's one. Being, being part of the Broadband Committee is really a gigantic accomplishment because the cable companies didn't really want to expand because it wasn't uh, financially beneficial to them. So working with the state to get grants allowed the county to have a pool of money to put with them so that now they will expand. Uh, there, there are some other things. The Caroline Community Center was a building that used to be a, a school. It last served as our middle school, and then we built the middle school. And in the early part of my board tenure, the decision was to tear that building down. And the building had quite a bit of uh, historical significance, but tearing down a building like that, I didn't think was a good you know, idea at all. So once we started looking at it, we managed to move the library in there, we moved fire and rescue in there, parks and recs, and really turned something that, that was going to be demolished into really a, you know, shining example of what the county could do. Uh, the other big accomplishment in the last couple of years was the Carmel Church Fire Station. This is probably the first new fire station we've had in Caroline, I think the fire chief said, in, in 50 or 60 years. So we got that uh, through through some proffers we had originally. Those, those proffers didn't, and proffers are 
voluntary things that that a, a developer gives to the county. Uh, we had land proffered. We had certain amount of money proffered too, uh, but but that that fell through when that particular developer went bankrupt. So I managed to get another developer to donate land. The county finally financed that building, and it should be open uh, December of this year. Mm -hmm. And that is actually right around the corner from me. So um, if, if I believe correctly, am I correct about that? Is that the is that the right location? Yes, it it is probably less than a mile away from your house. Mm -hmm. And to all the people that live in the Belmont subdivision, which is uh, part of the district that I do represent, I've been told that that your insurance rates should go down drastically because there's there's now a fire station within I think it was ten miles. Well, that's good news. So you have the the broadband, the community center, the fire station that's coming up. Um, are there uh, any other um things that are in your plans? Should you uh, be elected to run a, to serve another term as? Uh, one of our board of supervisors. Do you have any other ideas um, on your plate? Sure, and and it it goes back to that original thing that my grandmother and I discussed. Where are you going to work if you live in Caroline? Uh, the last few years, we've added over a thousand jobs in Caroline. Uh, many of those are high tech jobs. We've uh, secured one of the leading electrical contractors, fab fabricators in the world, M MC Dean, and they have added, I think their total is 500 or so jobs. We just, uh, we're just getting ready to open one of the largest distribution centers on the East Coast that's over a million square feet, uh, which is run by world-class distribution. Um, they're actually working for Trader Joe's. That's right down the street from the fire station. And and those, those two, not only do they add jobs, but they also add valuable revenue to the county, which had adds to another goal of mine, which is to keep the tax rate low. Uh, we've got a lot of folks in the county who are seniors, who are, you know, not making a lot of money. So it's important that their their tax rate is kept low so we can keep their quality of life and really improve their quality of life. Okay, that sounds awesome. MC Dean, sometimes I feel like they're taking over the area, <laughs> but they do have a lot that they are bringing to the area. And I've seen, I mean, it, it just really seems like they're blossoming over there and are bringing a lot of jobs to the area. And I know that simply because my mother lives on that road and just seeing all of the cars go back and forth. And these are all of the employees of MC Dean. Um, they are looking very strong over there and steadily building. Yeah, they've, they've got three shifts now um, running full time. They started uh, with about what they said would be about 100 jobs and a $25 million investment in the county. They have since uh, done, done a phase two. They did phase two, which was a new building last year. And I was just at the ribbon cutting a couple of weeks ago with the governor for their phase three, 
which is a larger building. So they've gone to about $80 million and 500 employees. So it's five, five times the employees and three times the financial investment. And from what they're saying, there's going to be a phase four because their intention is to cre uh, create what they call a high-tech industrial business park. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot there. And if you could let your mother know, we are definitely trying to fix the road, which is something we have to work on with VDOT, but that's one of our top priorities to fix that road to make sure it's a, a safe road and we can get more traffic in and out. Yes, she would be happy to hear that. I would definitely let her know that. So, um, so Mr. Thomas, we've talked about some of your successes, and there's been quite a few of them. Um, but I know that we all, everything that we do is not always successful. There have been, you know, anybody, and especially in business or just in life, um, there are some things that we could do better. Let's say we make mistakes, we fail. Um, can you talk about some of your failures that you have had in the past, but not just talk about the failure, but how you actually moved from the failure and how it helped you to grow that the lessons that you got from that, because I think that's important too. Well, that's, that's a good point. Little background is I was a baseball player in high school and in baseball, if you fail seven out of 10 times at that, you're still doing very good because you're a 300 hitter. So that always made me feel a little better. If I, if, if I had success more times than failure, then I consider myself really good. But the, the early failure that I had was um, when a family came to the board and the road that they lived on had deteriorated so much that it had potholes and things in it. And they felt it was almost impossible to get a fire truck or an ambulance through their road. Me being the young supervisor and wanting to help folks right away, I said, well, the county should be able to help you. And I, I learned at that time from the other supervisors that that was not something the county could or should do. So it it turned out to be the a really big failure. and. I learned that even though you want to help people quickly, right away, you can't always help them in that sense. Now, what happened to make it, you know, a great success story years later is a business moved in right next to that road and the business owner decided to improve the road. So they finally did get the road improved, but it wasn't as quick as they wanted to. So that's that's something you know you've got to live with on on both sides of the board is things need to be done sometimes they're not done as quick as you'd like them what values do you hold dear that would be crucial to how you uphold this office should you get elected again well that's a great question and really it's it's my general philosophy and and it's that we all have value and i think it's 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 simply put like that but the reality is everybody has something to add. You know, it, it may be the slightest offhand comment that somebody makes. And then you look and say, you know, that's a great idea if we just did A, B, and C. The other thing is we're, we're really all in this together. And people never realize that we've got more in common than we've got different. 
but there are media outlets and, and things that make us focus on those differences. We all want good schools. We all want safe neighborhoods. We all want smooth roads. Let's focus on those things. So that's that's kind of the values that I try to work on. And I try to reach common ground with whoever I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why should the people of Caroline County vote for you again? And you've made some very great points. Um some very great points as far as your accomplishments, things that you're doing, the values that you hold. Um, but what is it that makes you stand out from the people that you are running against? Well, that's a good point. And, and you will hear people tell you, uh, especially campaign season, of what they plan to do, what they would like to do. Uh, in my case, it's what, what I have done. And it's a it's a proven record of success. It's a proven record of leadership. Uh, there there are things that I've gone above and beyond. When when COVID hit and the fire and rescue team and the sheriff's office couldn't get hand sanitizer because it was in such short supply, I I contacted the distillery in Fredericksburg, who was actually advertising how to make hand sanitizer, and they gave us the base ingredients. It's really, what have I done? And the main thing is I love Caroline and I'm gonna do whatever's best for Caroline. And we've got some great things, uh, like we're talking about data centers right now, we're talking about more distribution centers. We are, we are on the cusp of some really great things in Caroline. So I'd like to continue that and make sure they happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds great, Mr. Thomas. I just have one final uh, question for you. Um, and it's just a statement if you could make. Now, we're going to imagine that um, the members, the people in the Mattapanai district are right in front of you. What would you tell them? What is your case of why they need to vote for you on November 7th versus your opponents? I would look them straight in the eye like I was taught to as a young person and 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 tell them that I have been dedicated to making Carolina a better place. I have accomplished several things that make Carolina a better place. I will continue to do that same thing. Nobody will ever outwork me when it comes to making Carolina a better place. And I've got their best interests at heart. And I'm going to represent them as hard as I can and stand up and fight for them if I have to stand on a table to do it. Wow. Those are some very powerful words. Thank you for that, Mr. Thomas. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time today to just chat with us. And um, again, I just want to make sure that you understand that November 7th is your time, people, to go out there and to vote for your board of supervisors for the district that you live in. Mr. Floyd Thomas is representing the Mattapanai. It's very important that you know who the persons are that are running in your particular district. So thank you again, uh, Mr. Thomas. Is there anything else you would like to leave with the people, like how they can learn more about you? Um, Is there a website, a Facebook page, or anything like that? I, I do, and, and and thanks again for that opportunity. I do have a Facebook page. It's uh, Supervisor Floyd Thomas, 
and I try to put as much information as I can about what's going on in the county, uh, what things we're doing in the county when we're having public meetings. I uh, recently had a pub public meeting at the visitor center to discuss a project near Belmont. Uh, that's my main way. I am on the county website. If you if you can get to the county website, you can see me, my my email address. Actually, you can see my phone number. So I'm as accessible as can be. I prefer email because then I've got a record of it and I can look and read those in the middle of the night when I'm up. But uh, whatever ever you need to do to contact me, feel free to do it and I'll uh, respond as quickly as I can. Thank you. I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And I hope things work out uh, great in November so I could be on the podcast again next year and wishing you the best of luck with your podcast. Thank you. You have just listened to Streaming with a Purpose with your host, Sylvia Montgomery. Thank you so much for listening and continue to stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, bye-bye.